Yo, yo, what's going on? Good. Blow the whistle. Thank you. I should have had a whistle. You should have. We, we're going to have one. We're going to have it next time. I promise you that. Yes, absolutely. Blow the whistle, baby. This is a this is a, a podcast. We're putting sports and mental health together. We're letting you know how it is out here. That we're on the same page in a lot of areas. It's real out here. And so we're going to talk about some real stuff. Glad that you're coming to visit. Glad that you're here with us. I'm D Brown, the host, baby, and I got my homeboy, one of my one of my guys, one of my ride or dies. Yeah, man. Damien, not your ordinary therapist, Armin. Uh, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Hey, y'all, we're gonna have some fun. We're gonna kick some raw information regarding sports, mental health, and everything in between, from relationship to addiction to dealing with transition. From being in a sport, a sports athlete, student athlete, and how that looks like in your life currently. So we're gonna be having a, a lot of dope guests. This week we got one of our homeboys, you know, from the crib. You know him well. Yeah, I know I've known him over a decade. T Wood, T Tori Woodbury is, is our special guest. Yeah, man. This guy has a lot to share with an amazing story. Um, but he's really gonna, you know, get into what we, you know, what we think is gonna be. Um, some great, great stuff, great stuff to talk about. The Toy Woodbury is going to come through. He's a guy from Winston-Salem, North Carolina. A, a legend there. This guy's legendary. a CIAA Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Great story. I don't even want to tell you yeah. everything about you. About yeah, him tell him story. But from number seven to number one, we'll talk about what that means. It's going to be uh, it's gonna be nice to have him on. and We're going to blow the whistle on some stuff, man. Hey, you man. Know, you know. Flag on the plate. Stop Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. So we're gonna bring it to you raw, funny, chill back. We're not allowed to chill right now. So make sure y'all still staying safe out there. That COVID is still rampant. So make sure y'all staying safe at all costs. But we here, we're in the building. Hey man, I'm excited. Right. Yeah, man. Some of y'all know my this ain't for me. This is this okay. All right. Hey. Y'all already know when, when you're in the home day dash, that's what I'm representing. All day, every day. Hey, we don't get them. See what? Yo, what's happening? Blow the whistle. Blow the whistle on it. We are in the building, blow the whistle. What's going on? I special guest this evening, you guys. Hall of Famer. You know him, you see him out there on the West Coast now. I'm still representing <laughs> all day, day, man. We here. What's going on, T Wood? What's happening? What's up, Dame, man? D Brown, how y'all doing, man? Excited to be here. Blow the whistle. About to blow up. You feel yes, me? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. We out here. We out uh-huh. here. Wood, tell, let, let, let's, let's get right down to it. We ain't going to take up too much of your time, man, but we know whatever you have to say is, is very important. And man, I just wanna first, I ain't I ain't give you the proper introduction, but I got to, and I gotta I gotta give some facts about you and stop me, please. If, if you you ain't you a real modest man, but be conceited for a little bit. If if I miss something, put it up in there now. Yes, I sir. want people to know. Now from West Salem, correct? Yup. Yep. Raised by raised by the you know beloved grandmother. Yep. Went to um what is it, Glen High School? Yeah, Glenn. Okay, okay. Was the QB? Then we went on to Winston Salem and wind up under some circumstances. The, the seventh on the depth chart. Am I correct? And yeah, might have been eight, but yeah, what? number what? eight. Wow. Yeah, 
I got an eighth yeah. on the depth chart. Did y'all have enough chairs in the in the meeting room for eight quarterbacks? Oh yeah, we we definitely had enough chairs for them. Yeah. Well, man, talk about perseverance, and you go from number seven to number one, and not only that, number one, but you go to one to be one of the all-time greats at Winston Salem to being a CIAA Hall of Famer. Am I correct in, in everything that I'm saying? I think I got it good. Hey, that's a resume right there. Man, I, I, I'm definitely blessed. Um, CIAA two-time Hall of Famer. I'm actually up for the Black College Hall of Famer too. So Congrats, just, man. Congrats. I appreciate sure. that. But yeah, what, what people don't know, man, I, I only played two games in high school. Um, I didn't play my 9th, 10th, 11th grade. Went out my senior year. Wanted to start a job, broke my wrist, and that was it. <laughs> that, that was my high school career. Uh, went to North Carolina Central for a partial basketball scholarship. I hooped in, in um, high school and uh, didn't get that. So, you know, my grandmother raised me. And she was just like, you know, you got to do something. You got to go to school. You got to work. I was tired of bagging groceries, washing dishes. So I'm like, let me get a school thing uh, <laughs> a try. So that's when I walked on at Winston Salem State University. Uh, my first year, I was just a student. Really wasn't even thinking about football. Uh, I actually met the defensive coordinator in the administration office. He was like, yo, you know, I, I, I grew a little bit. I was a short guy. Like everybody wants to know me, I was a short cat. They used to call me Lil T, that was my nickname. Lil oh, T. Wow. I ain't saying that now. <laughs> I was Lil T, they pat me on the head, the women. You know, if I like the female, oh, Lil T, that was it. Lil T, pat me on the head. I got it. I got it. Done. Friend zone all day. All day. Even to this day, somebody do that. I'm like, yo, don't do that. And I get serious real That's quick. Right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, man, hit a little growth spurt and, and got the ones to say them state. Eighth on the depth chart. I remember we had some twins from High Point. We had like three JUCO quarterbacks, and it was like me. I was my responsibility was to load the buses man. of their equipment. And then I would go in my dorm room, look out the window, and watch the buses pull off. I remember that like it was yesterday. Wow. That was it. Crazy. Crazy. So you go from from being, let's call it what it is, being the do boy, the bag boy, watching yeah. the buses yeah. go by to, to to you know saying you know I'm gonna be I'm gonna be that guy. Somebody gonna be watching me go by and and wind up being the, the starter um, and going on oh. two times. No question. No question. I don't. Can we cuss? Yes. I, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, how are you? Definitely. Go ahead. I'm just saying, like you said, yeah. Hey, I don't like the term do boy, but you know, we'll call it something else, especially with you being from Florida. Yeah. We might use another term. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was a do boy. That was my responsibility. Um, and I, I remember just being in my dorm room, like, man, it's some bullshit. Like, I know I'm better than these guys. But I ain't have the resume to prove it. I would just stand in my, my room, do push-ups. When they left, I would go to the field and just throw the ball. You know what I mean? If I had one of the red shirt freshmen or whatever to catch, or I would pick a random student. Hey man, let's catch some ball. Oh man, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I just have them stand out there and just throw the ball and work on my craft. And um 
the following year, made a team. About three wins in, I shattered my knee. Wow. I got tackled. I was running the option. And, you know, I'm a little cocky by then. I done made the team. I'm like, I'm turning these cats up. I'm running the option. I done broke one. I'm waving the ball in DB. Old head, senior. He my homie, too. Man, man, horse collared me, shattered my left knee completely. Wow. Don't went up in my thigh. Man. I never forget that either. They had to pop it back in place, so I'm done. I'm like back at the crib of my grandmother's house in a full cast, laying in the bed. I'm like, yeah, this ain't for me. And, you know, being at the HBCU, we didn't have like the resources and things for as far as rehab. So I kind of rehab my own between home and there. And I just bust my butt, came back and uh, worked my way up to being a backup. And my homie named Aaron Patcher, he was a starter from a JUCO in Kansas. I never forget that. About the fourth game against Livingstone, you know, he's running the bootleg, got tackled. Uh, the guy didn't drop the uh, flagpole. He got a hip pointer. They put me in. We'll bury you up. And it was just like Willie Beeman. It's just like an episode of Any Given Sunday. They was like, we'll bury you up. And I'm like, yo, up where? Like, you know, what, what you mean? Like, up. <laughs> it's like, man, go in the game. I'm like, nah, bro. I ain't going to. You got to understand, Livingstone, Livingstone was Livingstone. Livingstone was like the longest yard. You can do a two-year bid. Ooh. Get out and go straight to play a living stock. No so, way. <laughs> I ain't want no parts. No parts of that. <laughs> no parts of that. We went down. I drove drove my team down. We scored a touchdown. I'm like, yeah. Game over, right? So it's 39-6. We got whooped. Now, that was all the touchdown now. <laughs> yeah, ain't they? The only Next one. Week. Yeah, only one. Next week. Uh, we played North Carolina Central. This is when BAT was showing games. I had my first start. I had about 200-something yard, 263 yard, like, passing, 105 rushing. And that was kind of like my breakout year. Man. Man, my breakout man. game. I ain't looked back since, man. Man. Just man. blessed. Man. So, so, so looking at kind of like the triumphs, the, the kind of, I guess, heartbreak with the injuries and then coming back, Describe kind of like how you were feeling through those times and what kind of helped you uh, as far as support is concerned to kind of help you in those low points where you felt like, damn, like, fuck. You know what I'm saying? I done made it up to this point and now I get hurt. So what would you say that you did to kind of go through that, deal through that as far as from a mental standpoint, your support system that you had locally? Well, well just, just, just being completely honest, man, if it wasn't for my grandmother, there's no telling where I'd be. You know, growing up in Winston-Salem, I was in the projects, had a lot of homies. And I always tell people this, I'm not the best talent to come out of Winston-Salem. It's far better talent than me. And that's just being real. Yeah. You know what I mean? When I, I was struggling, I'm like, man, this ain't me. Um, I wanted to hang with my homeboys, doing stuff I'm not supposed to be doing. But my grandmother, my grandmother worked for, uh, it's called the Housing Authority. So basically she would go around to all the projects, clean the houses. I would go over there and take my grandmother lunch and uh, she'd be on her hands and knees scrubbing toilets and stuff. So like when I saw that, man, that was like, I gotta do something. So that was always my drive when I was injured, doing stuff, I was like, man, I, I gotta do something. I gotta make a decision. Either I'm gonna be like, nobody wants to be a local legend or I'm gonna make something of myself. You know what I mean? So she was, she was my driving force through everything, like everything. I kept a picture of my grandmother, Everywhere I went, and and she was my driving force. So man, I'm hearing you say when even when you was down, you know, 
it, it, it brought you to a place where you had to really observe your environment and see what was happening around you. And even still, you had an opportunity where some would have been, you know, hey, it's over. You know, I'm right. giving up. I'm throwing in the towel. You still looking at, you know, as, as you know, looking at your grandmother and others. So you're surrounded like, no, this is motivation. I, this ain't for me. You keep saying that. You keep saying this is not for me. And then you go on um, to 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 the National Football League and, and have a, a a brief career there, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how was how was that? Tra- I mean, you know, because because that's a that's a a triumph in its in its own. You know, we know that you you won yeah. a lottery ticket and then being able to play in an <laughs> uniform, and so. Oh. You know what I'm saying? To be able to go from that, man, is is, is, is is quite amazing. How was that experience and then having to still stick to the motivations that, that you had, you know, coming up through the injuries of, hey, I, this is not for me. Hey, I got to do something because right. I don't want to see my, you know, my, 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 my grandmother uh, on her hands and knees. You know what I'm saying? Like going through that pace, how, how was that? And knowing again, you, you, as a free agent, the, the uphill battle. Cause you just went through it as as a college student. Now as a professional, you got to go through an uphill battle. So tell me about you know the, the the mental aspect of being able to have to do that all over again. Man, the crazy part just growing up, and 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 you know this, both of y'all know this. You you know the outsiders look like man, this must be tough, such and such, such, especially with the the climate now. But we've been built like that. We had to overcome obstacles all our lives. So this is nothing new. This is. This is normal, kind of normal to us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So going into the league back then in the 2001 draft, I played quarterback. I'm at a small black college. At the time, Winston-Salem State had 2,600 students. I never forget that. We talking about a Division II, HBCU, and I'm a black quarterback. Right. There's no way. You know what I mean? It's already tough for the uh, black quarterbacks to make it to the NFL, period. You know what I mean? But at one point in time, uh, my agent told me that I signed with, I was like number four coming out. Uh, Michael Vick, uh, Quincy Carter, I remember QC, that's my dog. It was one more than they like projected me like a fourth and fifth round. I was like, man, this is crazy. But I didn't know my attitude dropped me to a free agent. You know, the trouble I got into it was the same state. The decisions I was making, while I was making those decisions, seeing my grandmother, I was still basically getting in trouble at one same state. Uh, just keep it real. I was disrespectful. Uh, you know, getting kicked off the team in the dorm, everything, team rules. I just felt like nobody can tell me anything. And that was just from the way I was raised. You know, as black men, we taught we can't show emotions, especially playing ball. You don't show emotions. That's a sign of weakness. I kept a lot of stuff bottled in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and, and so... I would lash out at times and that hurt me in the long run. But at the same time, I would try to keep my grandmother in the, in, in the forefront of my mind, everything I did. And and that's why I'm just so passionate about her because she got me through um, a lot of this stuff. Even getting to the league when I got there, I'm just like, man, I didn't have no clue what was going on. Um, it, it was tough mentally. It was tough. Men- Being in the league was a blessing and a curse. And I tell people this because that's probably the least amount of sleep I ever got in my life. Being mm. a free agent, black quarterback, I didn't know if I was getting cut. I used to I used to lay in the bed and hear people, you know, we've been in the dorm, 
you hear people knocking on the door like, oh man, they coming here next. Like my career over. Like I would be on hiatus to like three, four o'clock in the morning. And then we would have to be up at 5.30. So I get about an hour of sleep, like just nervous, learning the business of it, being a black quarterback. Yeah. And I just me mentally, it, it, it just wore on me. You know what I mean? And at the same time, like I said, I just tried to keep my grandmother. Uh, that was my motivation. It's been a long journey, even getting there and then, uh, you know, having a career plan, wide receiver, safety, special teams. I love my time in the NFL. You know what I mean? But when you get there and they label you as an athlete, you got to do what you got to do to survive. Right. And that's what I had to do. You know what I mean? I wasn't used to running down on kickoff. I mean, playing wide receiver, but I knew that I wanted to retire my grandmother and I was able to do that. You know what I mean? It, it, it's, it's mentally challenging. I tell everybody that. The NFL is probably 80% mental, 20% physical. And 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 Deep Brown, you know that. You know, you know, man, it's it's about opportunity. And unfortunately, I play the position where they don't give us that opportunity. Absolutely. Absolutely. So 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 looking at it from that standpoint, I'm I'm thinking as you're talking to Wood, like that's that's anxiety 24-7. You know what I mean? Like just staying on edge. You know what I mean? And you talked about as a child having those lashing out moments or you know what I'm saying, in school still still young, but still releasing some some energy that you had from your experiences growing up. So with that, did it add to the additional pressure of trying to stay on the team, the anxiety of like, hell, I don't know if I'm being called in the office today. And and how were you able to kind of combat that during the season that you were in the league? Oh yeah, I, I, I mean, just, just to keep it real, I was angry. As they say, the angry black man. Mm -hmm. I had so much built up into me from the way I grew up. Then I'm learning the business of the NFL and like I said earlier, as black men, um, I'm just keeping it real. Yeah. Real talk, you can't show no damn weakness. You a punk, you this, you that. If I had a whistle, I would blow it. <laughs> yeah. If I had a whistle, I would hey. blow it. Oh, we, we coming from where I played Pop Warner. If we was losing at halftime, we would get a spanking. That's real talk. Wow. That's where I'm coming from, you know what I mean? The hood. So. Man, don't nobody want to hear you cry, no, cry me a river and all that. Like, you got to suck that up. Right. Uh, okay. nah, I'm speak good. on that a little bit because I, 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 I heard you say it a couple times and I want I want to get your opinion on that. Being, being a, a, a black man growing up, you said, it's the way I grew up, I was lashing out, I was disrespectful. But it was the way that I, 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 I grew up. You say, um, you said something else just a minute ago that, that made me think about you. You said that's how we were. That's how it was it, in the hood. It, like, as far as like like growing up in the hood where we all kind of grew up in, you, you're pretty much cutting off two of your basic four emotions growing up. Fear and sadness. You can only show happiness and anger. That's it. Yeah. As black men. Yeah. You know what I mean? So as you grow in, into adulthood, you get into these relationships, whether it's business relationships, personal relationships, or whatever. You're you're, you're encouraged to to communicate and express. And if you right. didn't grow up like that, you like you know I don't know I don't know what to do. So all you get is anger. 
That's all you get. You see what I'm saying? With, without that ability to have that emotional intelligence, we we tended to resort to just anger. That's it. Whether we were hurt, you know what I'm saying? Whether we feared something, yeah. we kind of pushed it all the way to anger. Everything is anger. That's it. That's the only thing we could show. So those lashing outs could have been probably for health, hurt, whatever the case may be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not really getting that in that environment or getting that reciprocated back to you in a healthy way. You know what I'm saying? You, you carry that shit yeah. as a man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we struggle. Yeah. And that's what I wanted to ask ask you, Wood. Like, in your opinion now, you know, being a professional that you are, being a man of God that you are, you know what I'm saying? And being through some things that we'll talk about, you know, some of the things that we, you know, we, we've been through. Um, what do you think was missing? You know, what would you, what, if you could have turned back the hands of time and say, if I had this in my life, I wouldn't have been lashing out like I did. I wouldn't have been doing the fighting and the respectful and all that. Like now, it's hard to, it's hard to kind of have that answer at 25, 26 years right. old, but now right. we're not gonna talk about, we're not gonna say how old you are. <laughs> although, you got, although you got a birthday coming up, and we're gonna put that on later, yeah. you know, yeah. but, right. but you know, <laughs> how, what, in your opinion, man, what, what, what was missing if you could? Uh, I mean that's 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 easy. I feel like if I would have had a a father figure to show me ropes, you know, um, I think things would have been a lot different. I, I I can't even say that. I can't say I think. I know things would have been different. You know what I mean? I held that anger from not really knowing my father, just keeping it a hundred inside me. Like, yo, where's my dad? Like, whoop, whoop, whoop. and. I got nothing, you know what I mean? My stepfather, I'm the oldest of six, so my stepfather kind of, he he, he stepped in and, and I'm so grateful for him to this day, but I've always was curious about my father. I feel like if I would have had a father like growing up, man, ain't no telling what I would have been at an early age, but then again, I am who I am without him. Right. Like, you know, I, I, I done went through, you know, losing my little brother being murdered. Um, my best friend committed suicide in front of me. Like, you know, stuff like this, people don't, and I had to handle that stuff myself. Best friend shot herself in front of me. I had to handle that by myself. My little brother was murdered when I just signed with Denver. Basically had to handle that for myself, you know? And, and even like, had a suicide attempt my own self. I was in a dark place. I was in a very dark place, suicide attempt. Just mentally, I was just like, um, I can't do this no more. Like, I don't know where to turn because I had so much built up in me and I didn't know how to release it because all my life I'm taught, nah, you tough. When you knock down as a kid, you get up, you know what I mean, playing ball. Nah, we don't cry around here, get up. Right. I carry it over. Yeah. I mean, I had to learn, like, I got to break that generation curse to get where I'm at now. It, it, so it, it was a long road, you know what I mean? And 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 just been on this call, and like I said, I'm, I'm transparent. If it wasn't for, at the time, you know, I was going through stuff, I was staying with you, D. I mean, you know what I mean? Looking out for me, staying with you. If it weren't for you finding me, I'd be dead right now. Let's just call it spade a spade. And I don't mind sharing it. Oh, I'm literally dead right now. Wow. It's all. That's I really got a level, man. That's nah, that's, 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 that's not even a... You know, uh, making a statement. That's that's um, that's honest. Yeah. 
I would be dead, dog. Even when I, when even when I went, to, they took me to the hospital. They said they had to bring me back one time. So I literally kind of, I literally died, and they brought me back. So, so with with that, as we move, so 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 what 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 kind of motivates you now after that incident, which is a life changing, you know, what I'm saying situation. Some people would call it a breakdown. I I call it a breakthrough. If you're able to muscle through something that difficult in your life and bounce back, it's only up at that point. There, there there's a there's a new person that arrives from that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like awakening. You know what I mean? So yeah. so talk about that and how that kind of shift for you going through that traumatic event. Man, I don't I don't even want to turn this into a Bible study, but it was nothing but God though, for real. I mean, like I said, I was dealing with a whole lot of stuff mentally. And then for help D to be there by my side and be in ICU for like five days and come out of that, it was nothing but God. That's that's I had to lean on God um, to help me out that situation. Even going back to when my brother was murdered, I was with the different Broncos. I was in the all-season program. We was working out and everything. I got the call. I just fell out at the bar crying. I never forget that. Uh, it was plumber, all of us, like, all of us was out there, just chilling. I remember them taking me to the airport, caught the first flight back to Winston. Um, I was just in a bad place, man. And, and and I was there for a minute. And then on top of that, I saw who my real friends were. I had all these homies. I say so-called homies. What, T, Wood, when I was in that situation, nothing. Man, that showed me a lot. And I think sometimes God gonna take you through there, um, not to expose you, but to show you. You know what I mean? To show you what the real is. And I learned that. I was like, okay. Even to this day, you know what I mean? Just grinding to get here. Just, just grinding to get here. Like, I see who in my corner, and I know who's not. Yeah, but I can't be in this situation and not help someone. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's my ultimate goal, though. Wow. Man, that's crazy, man. That's 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 amazing. Just just to you yes. know to be able to talk about the the mental strength and, and you t teaching a lot of lessons and just the story because there's a lot of people out there who you know do have you know a lot of things that they they fight and they're being strong about and they feeling like they're gonna break down. And that that's the thing, bro. Like we say strong, but that's really not strength. Yeah, you know what I mean, it, if it's yeah. still weighing down on a daily basis, yeah, you know what I mean. That's you, you trying to tough it out is not strength. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like your your true strength is being able to be transparent and be vulnerable in your emotions and actually address what the hell is going on when you're feeling it. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And yeah. being able to to hit it on it. You know what I mean? Boy, y'all have me emotional right here, man. I, I might need about 30 seconds, man. What'd you say? I might need about a minute, man. Y'all about, y'all, I, I ain't trying to, y'all about to have your boy emotional in here for real, for real. Man, take take your time, take a deep, deep, man. deep, deep. Hey, hold on a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Just give me about a minute. Give me, give me like 30 seconds, man. So man, appreciate it. My bad. Yo, I ain't really never thought about that. Like sometimes you 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 be in it. Yeah. Or you be busy and you just like go, go, go. Then when you sit and actually talk with you, like, man, damn. No, I'm I'm probably, that's fine. I was I was just telling 
the viewers like you know even what you taking having enough consciousness and confidence to be able to say that let me take a time out right now right that's a coping that's skill. a coping skill yeah you know what i'm saying oh, yeah. you realize how much just naturally what you did and how organically that 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 lesson just came because that, that's a that's a coping skill there's a lot of there's a lot of domestic violence cases if they could just use that simple skill that you just display right there they'll never see the inside of a courtroom or have to go through the proceedings so you know it's just mm -hmm. just off that simple gesture there man that, that's that's a that's a lesson in its own so that's right. i appreciate that man you know y'all my homies man that's 100 that's, that's, that's i mean stop, stop recording and all that but that was just real you know yeah. I mean? for sure man we all need that and sometimes like i said it, it's about that self-awareness when you're able to kind of actually maybe sit back and reflect because like you said we we on the go 24 7. you know what i mean and, and a lot of things especially over this last you know three or four months dealing with covid and protests and everything else okay. everybody's kind of on a on a heightened type of feel but at the same time you're stuck inside yeah. so you got to deal with that you know what i'm saying so so there's been a, a, a lot of a shift i guess we can talk about a shift lately i would say over the last 10 years whether it's athletes whether it's you know spokesperson whether it's celebrities yeah talking about mental health you know what i mean and and the importance of especially black men you know what I'm saying? It, it's all us. We, we it's, it's us tonight. You yeah. Know what I'm yeah. Talking about black men. So, talk talk to the people about the importance of maintaining your mental health and what you do to kind of maintain that. You know, uh, one thing when I when I do talk to teens, kids, the first thing I normally tell them, like, I know what you're going through, but the one thing you have to do, you have to talk to somebody. You have to. It ain't tough, it, it, that's not being tough to hold it in and like lash out here and there, wanna be tough guy. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm a prime example of that. And that's just as black men as whole, um, we got so much negativity build up because we gotta go through so much. We gotta do twice as more to get half as far. And it's frustrating. That's I'm just being real. Yeah. That is frustrating. With the systematic racism and all those things going on, it's frustrating. It's frustrating uh, hopping in our whip, and it's, it's it's not telling our kids if they get pulled over. It's when you get pulled over, cause right. you're black, you get pulled over. <laughs> you know what I mean? You having them conversations, what to do? You know, and I told this, you know, conversations we had with the Rams. You know, people, you know, they see me around here in LA and things like that. I I don't wear Rams gear to show who I am. Um, I wear Rams gear because it makes me safe. Mm, if wow. you think about it. Wow. I keep Rams gear in my car. Cause when I go to the store and things, man, I'm 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 not the biggest guy. I'm 6'3, 245, 22 tattoos. When they see me as automatically, I'm a threat. You know what I mean? So I still see the persons being close, the cars being you look like a threat across the screen right now. <laughs> the the cars being locked and all that. But when I wear Rams gear, I go in the store, I go in the Target, you know, oh, that's the Rams player. Go talk. And I'm like, hey, it's crazy. If I get pulled over with Rams gear, oh, man, have a good day, man. You know, whoop, whoop. It, It's just crazy. And, it's a bulletproof vest. Wow. No question. 
I don't I wear. It. I don't wear it to say who I, who I am. I wear it for protection. Wow. No question. No that's, question. That's, that's, that's it's tough as a black man. Yeah, I mean, y'all know that it's just it's, it's just tough as a black man. Like it, the strikes are against us. We born. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter your status. And nah, yeah. In your eyes, you still you still a black man. You're still a black man. So that's why in my situation, if I, God has put me in this situation, if I don't help a young brother get here in some form or fashion, all this was a waste. Everything I went through was a waste. You know, that's why my brothers hit me up. Hey, can you do this, do that? God got time, I'm a, yeah, I'm gonna send you this. Let me do this, let me do that. God put me in this position for a reason. You know what I mean? It's to help, is to reach back and help other brothers to get here. Cause there's not a lot of us and, and that's just being real. It's not. Man, you talking, you said a mouthful in a short period of time. And so, man, just to talk about the perseverance. You talk about the uh, detachment from, you know, loved ones having to deal with loss, grief, not grieving, having your own <laughs> perseverance and injuries. Right. And life. And listen, <clears throat> excuse me. Well, I tell you, you know, I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna have to edit this one. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, right. yeah, we, yeah, man. Like, but this, but, this but the goal, but the goal from there, man. And like you said, man, you said something so powerful, and I want I want people to hear. And that's why I want I want to do athletes with mental health because I could I could bring anybody on. I could bring my neighbor on, and you know, I don't, but listen, we trying to get the NBA back. We trying to keep the schedule for the NFL on. Why? Because we, it's obvious America needs and wants and desires sports entertainment. Outlet. Yeah. That's the outlet. So it's, it's, it was it was it was my desire to get it get get guys who've been in the industry who aren't afraid to talk about what you just said. Man, you said something powerful. It's like you need to talk to somebody. Oh, absolutely. We got to talk. We got to be able to get out of that, break away from that, that chain that we've been right. been attached to growing yeah, up. Emotional chain. And say, generation curse, man. We got to yeah. talk. Yeah. There ain't nothing wrong with crying. Now, no, we're not nah. here and let you cry every day. Right, right. But ain't nothing wrong with crying, man. There's a place in the time. Nah. Ain't nothing wrong with a place in the time for you. You said some powerful stuff, yeah, man, man, and you went. You had to go through it, and, and there's people like that in this world too. You can say it, and they comprehend it. Some people just got to go through it. Maybe yeah. you were one of the people that had to go through it, and you did, and and, and, and you went all the way through it from the root to the top. Right? You know what I'm saying? You went from you hit that ball. I can do it. I can yeah. do it, and I, and I did it. To man, I can't do it no more. And I don't even know where I want to be. Right. So now it's like, man, you are now, you know, the assistant special teams coach for the. Who the, hold on, I'm about to mess it up. Where the Rams at? Come on, man. We in LA, man. LA. Oh, good. The Los Angeles Rams. And I know personally. Y'all see it right there. Y'all see it right there. Man, man. I ain't gonna give me that. Go ahead, D. Go ahead, D. What was you saying, D? No, yeah. <laughs> I ain't gonna give you that. But man, just just that that story and where you where you are now, man. Me personally knowing 
you know, the grind that you put in to even is goal set. And that's the one thing I, I think that that a good thing we can take away from all of it is how many times you just reset your goal. Okay, that wow. first goal didn't didn't you know something happened and it had a, a we had a roadblock, but you right. just reset the goal. Right. You you okay. didn't focus on that one, you know, that the, or the fact of how you didn't get to it. You just reset the daggone thing. Whether right. it was I'm gonna be the next quarterback to I'm gonna do this for my grandmama to I gotta get out of this situation to this is my ultimate goal in in my professional ramp right. or whatever. Like you just kept resetting the goal. So I right. think that's one of the things that you. Are, are indirectly just telling people is to keep resetting the damn goal, man. Right. And, and, and you can, you know, there's, right. there's a lot of motivation in life in doing that. Right. Yeah, no you question. Can't, you can't just reach a goal and then stop. Nah, nah, because because the world's not gonna stop, man. And, and y'all know, not just me, both of y'all, we, we, we're going through what we went through for them. We going through it so they don't have to go through it. Right. That's what we're trying to get. And so, Definitely, D, I know you for for sure. Our room for excuses is minimal. All my room for excuses when a guy tell, man, I'm having problems. Nah, man, I don't want to hear that. You don't, you have no idea what I went through. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You have no idea. So it's okay to talk to somebody. It's okay to cry. When I go through adversity, yeah, do I cry? Yeah, I sit back, cry, go through my little pouting mode. All right, now what? What we gonna do to get out of this? Now what? Yeah, don't let it overtake them up in the bubble like a little speech bubble over your head. Now, no questions. It's like you, you, you waiting on that text to come through and you see them bubbles like, yeah, yeah. it's gonna come. It's like, it's like now what? You you can you can sit in and let it overtake you, but you know, sometimes you gotta take a step or two back to step through. You know what I mean? Like, that's just, that's just real. I like that. I like yeah. that. We, we gonna quote that right there. You know, I take my 3%. That's cool. Yeah, hey, I know. Three to five. Three? Three. 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 Okay. Okay. Uh, we good. We good on that. Maybe even two for my homies. If, if you we know got 100,000 likes, we'll up it to 5%. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's cool. No doubt, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah man. For sure. But this, this is definitely dope, man. Like, going, going from the from the beginning, to the development of T Wood, to the highs, the lows, to the highs again, and currently what you're doing, man. It, it's a, definitely an inspiration. Inspiration to young cats, inspiration to older cats. You know what I'm saying? It's just an inspiration. And we, we definitely love the positivity and what you got going on right now, man. I appreciate y'all having me, man. Y'all my brothers, man. Love y'all for sure. Y'all keep keep doing what you're doing, man. Yeah. Shine that light for sure. Any way I can help, you know, let me know. Yes, sir. Would well, you keep doing the same thing out there in LA, man? Be easy. Um, you know, stay safe, man. Keep being a model for these for the youth and for everybody at this stage, man. And um, we like like Dame said, and you know, I'm picking back off what he said. We appreciate the heartfelt testimony. Um, just really, you know, being blood raw about, you know, what perseverance looks like, what depression feels like, you know. Um, and then, you know, how, how to get out of it. You know what I'm saying? And you, like I said, you said some simple statements that carry a lot of weight and very powerful, man. Yeah. And so, yeah. um, and I, you know, I ain't afraid. And that's another thing. You said it, and I'm gonna say it back to you because we're afraid to say it, man. You know, love you too, love bro. No, 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 no doubt. Love y'all fool. You, know, you say you learned from me, I've learned from you. Yeah. And uh, this, this was big. This was big and, and good. Thank you for the kickoff, for the pop off. 
Appreciate y'all, man. Thank All right, you. man. Before you get out of here, make sure you plug where they can find you at, man. Y'all boys gonna be on hard knocks. I'm gonna check it out reluctantly. I'm definitely gonna check yeah. it out. Show you, show sure. you 30 second plug in. Yeah, man. <laughs> you can find yeah. Go ahead. You know, we we gonna be on hard knocks this year, and I already put on my Facebook, my social media, all my small black businesses. If you got clothing, anything you want me to wear to promote. Send it to your boy. Look me up on my Instagram, Tori Woodbury, Twitter, all that. You know, this this is for the city. This is not only for Winston-Salem, it's for all of us, man. I'm, I'm excited. That's what I'm most excited for. Yeah. I'm excited. So, matter of fact, y'all need to get them shirts made and send your boy one. Yeah, got we, got, we got you. Got yeah. you. We got you. Listen, and you're going to have already. one of them whistles. I'm going to send you the whistle choke. That's yeah. right. All right. Don't worry about it. Blow that up. That's what I need you hey, to do. Man. Give me that and then take down that background. Y'all will be good. We good. <laughs> yeah. hey, hey, I we appreciate y'all, man. man. I appreciate you damn showing out, man. Right. Blessing the people with your testimony. Being vulnerable, being open the whole night. That's what we, this, this is what I'm talking about. This is what I love right here. This is what I do. I appreciate it. We appreciate it, man. For for everybody here, see what I did in LA. We over here in North Carolina. Everything in between, man. Thank y'all for checking out. You know what I'm saying? We we, we blowing the whistle in here. Blow the whistle. So when something's profound, you hear something profound on this show. What you gonna do? You gonna hear? You gonna blow your whistle? Every time you watch the show, you blow the whistle. Alert. Fantastic. Blow the whistle. Hey, from my hey, blow the whistle, homie. Hey, in my county voice. <laughs> All right, fellas. All right, All right man. man. All right, man. Peace, boy.